Hello and welcome back to the ECA Belfast podcast, the show that you want to listen to if you want to level up, regardless of where you are in the fitness industry, whether you are a client, a coach or a gym owner, you're going to get value from this next episode. Coach Steve-O here. Coach Andre. How you doing, buddy? You doing well? Good? You good? Do you have a stroke on This is what happened. We'll have too much fun before we start the podcast. Yeah, that was... We actually might do another podcast of just shit. No, I'm good, mate. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. So this podcast episode is going to be based on a request that we've got quite a few times now. Um, you know, that we put out the, the question box on our Instagram stories and stuff about topics or questions. And this has had, uh, I mean, an overwhelming amount of people has reached out about this topic and it's yeah. about injury mm-hmm. and rehabbing an injury. Um, so we're, we're going to get stuck into it. Um, first of all, we'll talk about how someone might find themselves being injured. Yeah. Yeah. Very common. <laughs> More common than what you think. Yeah. Although I tell people, when you're lifting weights or when you're doing any physical activity, there's there is a risk of getting injured. Yeah. No matter what. Like you can't not get injured. Yeah, well that, you you sign a waiver <clears throat> in most places anyway. Yeah. You know whether it's just dropping a dumbbell or a weight on your toe, that's an injury. That's you know what I mean? So too. there's there's stuff that kinda <laughs> help for that <laughs> silly stuff that's going on. Yeah. Um but yeah, like I think it sounds daft, but the biggest thing is prehab before rehab. Whereas most people like in here, I think I'm probably the guy most people go to now when they're injured. And it's something I enjoy doing. Um, But most people come to me when they're injured, even though I've told them what to do not to get injured. And then they're like, here, remember you said to do all them things. I didn't do them and now my shoulder's really sore. Yeah. Well, it kind of goes back to the, (laughs) I remember one of the clients mentioning, it's like going to a doctor and a doctor saying, if you don't take this medicine, your health's going to deteriorate. You're going to get even worse. And, you know, what do you do? You take the you take the medicine. You take the yep. doctor's advice. You take the expert's advice. It's kind of like going to a doctor and not taking the medicine. Yeah. Um. Whenever the coach has your best interest at heart, yep. knowing that, you know, if this problem continues and you aren't going to do the mobility or the flexibility work to help. Yeah then it's going to result in injury somewhere down the line. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, like we, we always said, like me and Lanny have kind of said this to students for a long time, be flexible still, you know, and it's something that stuck with me when I first heard it, where it's, you know, be capable of movement and have options, but yes, still like be careful, obviously how you're moving under load. But the only way that you can move well under load is, is to give yourself options and how you do that is through mobility training. Mm Mm-hmm. But it, mobility training is hard to sell because it's boring. It's yeah, it's the unsexy side of fitness. Yeah, even though I love it, like I like I probably do more of that sort of stuff than I do strength training now. Mm. And it it's more sports specific because jujitsu, you know, you're getting folded up like a deck chair, and I really don't want to blow out my back when I'm doing that. Mm. But like even before that, because and I think it's because I moved like a fucking bus for so long because I lived in that bodybuilding you know, walking like a fridge, couldn't turn properly and like two TVs under your arms and stuff. And it was solely because you couldn't put your arms by your side. Like that's the point. It wasn't that your lats are too big. You're just like, I'm in agony. <laughs> Everything hurts. It's like I'm 19 and I feel like I'm 40. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So 
it's it's definitely something I've got more interested in because I've seen the benefit of it. Yeah, I suppose. Again, we've we've talked about it in terms of our experience in the industry as clients and yeah. as coaches as well. Like we've kind of done the trial and error. We've had the experiences of going, you know, I felt like crap yep. until I started doing this and this works. Yeah. So before we get into how you might go about uh, rehabbing an injury, yeah. like what are the, what is the most common thing that you find um, results in injury? Doing too much and not recovering. So like I, I was actually talking to the students about this during the week and whenever we're programming we talk about it you'll always hear volume like i'm sure everyone here has heard of volume and you'll always hear about maximal volume so how much can you get done in one session or in one week or whatever but nobody talks about maximum recoverable volume so how much can you get done and still not be in fucking agony from it and not be tired not add more stress not be starving like all of those wee things will play a role in whether you get injured or not mm -hmm. because you're essentially frying your central nervous system which is what it's the overall thing that dictates how much you can move it's like if you want to think of it as the thing that protects you mm -hmm. that it's like a second brain almost but that is what that is what most people fry you know it's like overloading a fucking computer mm -hmm. if you want to put it like that and then it just breaks and that's where people result in having an injury. Mm -hmm. And there's so many other factors that do, you know, affect it, like your training volume, your sleep, quality of sleep, your hydration, your food, like what you're doing on your rest days in inverted commas, because people go, oh, it's a rest day. And then they're out doing 10K on the rower. I'm like, that's not a fucking rest. Or, or at the same time, I suppose on a rest day, doing the complete opposite, where maybe you've knocked your pan in for five days in a row, and then your rest day or your rest weekend is lying on the sofa doing nothing. Like yeah. you could be doing some very light mobility stuff to keep your body supple. Yeah, it's just just general movement. And I try not to overcomplicate that for people either, because you know, three hours a week training can be enough. And then if I'm going, no, you have to do another three or four hours of real specific mobility training on top of that, unless you're injured, which we'll get into. Mm -hmm. But like if you get up in the morning, and I can send you videos on this if you want, and just do circles with your joints. Yeah. Like control, we call it controlled articular rotation, so cars for short. But like if you just do that, that maintains what your joint can do. And if you do that first thing in the morning, last thing at night, guarantee you'll start feeling better. 100%. Like, like, and I mean like guarantee, and I never really guarantee shit, but yeah. that is a cert. And one thing that I mentioned, like we, like I swear by that morning routine that you're talking about, yeah. like I send it into my WhatsApp group very, very often. Yep. And whenever someone says to me, you know, I'm getting a wee bit tight here, sore here, I go, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll dig out a video. And I'm not digging anywhere. I've got it. Like, re it's, <laughs> I'm reassuring it because I know that it's going to work. Yeah. It's just now that something, the shit has hit the fan. They're like, shit, I need to do something. Remember that video I sent ages ago? Here it is again. But yeah. now that you're actually going to do it. And something that they actually get hung up on. And maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong. I say to them, it sounds very technical because of the words that are being used. Yep. It looks very technical because obviously we're trying to teach as good a technique as possible. Yep. But even if you feel like you're doing it wrong, do it anyway. 
because yeah. it's better to do some sort of circle with your joint than doing nothing with your joint. Yeah, like I'll put it this way, and like it's something for you to think about if you're listening. And if you're in the car or if you're sitting at work or something, if you're listening to this, perfect time to do this. When's the last time you looked left and right without moving your entire body? Yeah, moving the shoulders or torso. Yeah, so like think about that. Looking about like Batman. Batman yeah, does the that. old Michael Keaton uh, Batman movies where it was like he didn't have a fucking neck. <laughs> he's like moving like, <laughs> and he used to get the shit kicked out of him because he couldn't yeah. see over his shoulder. But like, genuinely, when's the last time without rotating your entire torso did you actually look over your shoulder left and right? See even doing that. See if you've got headaches or you've got a sore neck or whatever. And I'll not get too complicated, but do a couple of reps of that. Guarantee you're going to feel taller. Your neck's going to feel better. Mm-hmm. Like your headaches might start going away. And when's the last time you looked up and down by just moving your neck mm. without other areas of your body compensating for that? Or without looking down at your phone. Yeah, or without yeah. looking down at your phone. Yeah, well, that's a big thing. Yeah. Um, like, and it, it, it's such a, it's such a complex thing, mobility and flexibility and rehab. Like it's such a minefield of things. And if you go on the Instagram or Google, you're going to get, just as confused as if you were to Google strength training because it's such a buzzword at the minute. But if you just, and I say to people who don't move, just generally move, like just like move in some capacity and you're going to feel better. Mm-hmm. Like when's the last time you lifted your arm above your head without a dumbbell being in it? Yeah. And or, even then yeah. it's probably looking dodgy, but yeah, you know, when's the last time you moved your spine? Cause that's such a fucking big thing too. Don't move your spine. It's made of glass. You I might know. break. <laughs> And I'm like, fuck no. Like, if you bend that way, it'll shoot out your asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not going to fucking happen. You know, like, the, the human body is designed to move. It's so fucking complex. And people are like, you are made of glass. Do not move or you'll break. And, and actually, you know, that's, that's one of the things that it can kind of lead on. Then whenever somebody does have an injury, um, they go, oh, I've, I've injured my knee, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to lie on the sofa and not move my knee for a week or two. And then, oh, my knee feels better. Well, yes, because you haven't moved it. Yeah. And and it'll feel worse when they do move it. Yeah. So what your body does in the healing process, it lays down scar tissue. So see if you don't use something. That's where the concept of use it or lose it comes from. Mm-hmm. Your body is very efficient. Your body will, if you do not need to expend energy, it won't. It's inherently lazy. So if you don't move in a certain range or in a certain way, your body will take that away from you because it's like, I don't want to waste energy maintaining that amount of movement when I could be doing something else with it. Yeah. So if you don't move your knee and it's injured, so essentially like there's broken down tissue, ligaments, there's all kinds of shit going on there. Think of your knee. If you don't move your knee and you just have it elevated the entire time, all the scar tissue is just going to lay down randomly in that position. Then when you go to move it again, that's why you're like, Jesus, that feels bad. Mm-hmm. The best thing you can do when you're injured is move it in a range that isn't sore. And then eventually what happens, if you imagine a circle, the circle gets bigger and bigger and bigger until it goes back to the shitty range of motion that you got injured in. Yeah. And then from there on, you're trying to improve that. Improve that. Yeah. Because people... I hear it all the time with physios. I was going to the physio and then I got better and then I just stopped doing all the all the movement stuff. And now me and some, me and some physios don't get on, but I'll not go into it. But like any half decent physio or practitioner is going to tell you, right, you got back to the shitty range of motion you got injured in 
now we need to surpass that because you need options in case you deviate from the wee bit of range of motion that you own and then your knee fucking blows out the side of your leg again. Well, that, that's a point that I was going to go on to there as well. You know, you had mentioned about people doing too much stuff and getting injured due to like stress and, you know, basically burning the candle at both ends and stuff. Yeah. And you'd mentioned there about range of motion and the amount of range that people have when getting into certain positions. So if you imagine like a squat, yeah, I think, you know, it's probably easiest for people to picture in their mind. You get to a certain depth in your squat mm-hmm. and you're fine. And maybe you load the bar a little bit heavier. And because that weight is now either on the front of you on a barbell or on your back yep. on a barbell, and you go down to that depth, but the weight pulls you a little bit further, and it's a new range that you've never really squatted in before, Yep, the load burn capacity yep. has been exceeded. You've never squatted that low, never mind with that amount of weight. Yep. And then that's where an injury can can incur as well. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And the, the key thing that you said there is the bar pulls you into mm-hmm. the range. And what that tells me is there's no control mm-hmm. over the joint, over the tissues, over all of that shit around it. So exactly what you're saying, if you don't own the bottom of that squat, you're going to get hurt. Yeah. Whereas if you own it, like the other day you were, you were doing it with like, like 60 kilo or something on the bar and the students were looking at you going, what the fuck? And you were just like moving about barbell on your back like your spine was flexing and extending and that's because you control all of that range Mm -hmm. with that load the tissues are used to all that the joints are used to all of Mm -hmm. that so you get away with it Mm -hmm. where see if you didn't do that and you moved you know as if you were a fucking wardrobe Mm -hmm. and you went to do that it would be like your spine snapped you'd fall the barbell be on the floor you'd be crying i'd have took you to the royal and the whole car journey been like you stupid bastard (laughs) (laughs) no well yeah so so the, the whole point is, it's not to say that going too heavy, or it's, I need to pick my words wisely here. Yeah. It's not that there's a certain amount of weight that will then, if you surpass that amount of weight, you will just get injured. Yeah. Like, like you'd mentioned me doing all those movements and stuff with 60 kilos. I didn't start with 60 kilos. I started with like 10. I started then building it and building yeah. it and building it. But what you're doing over time is you're bulletproofing and solidifying that range that you need to yeah. then eventually use 60, 100 kilos, whatever it is that you're going to do. You yeah. don't just, I felt good. I'll just stick another 40 kilos on top of this and try it again, see what happens. Yeah. Like, and I, I always say to people, like, that's the beauty of mobility training because it's strength training. Mm. Your joints are getting stronger and that's the, that's the base foundation. See, if you have strong joints, you will be strong. And anyone who thinks mobility is a warm up, you're not doing mobility, right? Like, that's what I always say. Like, I had the guys the other night doing, um, we like, we superset a lot of our stuff with heavy mobility work and contractions and expanding ranges and stuff. And we were doing one for the hip in external rotation. So basically, for anyone that doesn't know what that is, if you lift your leg and think of rotating your foot across your body, you're in external rotation. Loads of people don't have that, mm-hmm. can't do that with their leg. So I had the guys the other day doing a butterfly stretch with that. Some of them were getting up and it was super set up with heavy military press. And we're like, that is fucking harder than doing a heavy military press. Yeah. And I was like, that's exactly how it should be. Well, yeah. So like you said, we do that a lot with the clients in the gym as well. And today we were doing some hover work, hip hovers and yeah. stuff um, alongside chin-ups. And a couple of the guys got down onto the floor and they were, they were doing chin-ups with weight and stuff. Like one of the guys had a weighted vest and stuff on. And to me, that's ridiculously difficult. Yeah. 
and we talked about that before, like chin-ups and me are just not friends, but <laughs> hip hovers and me are good friends because I've spent time doing my mobility homework and working yeah. on it and I kind of move well, generally speaking. Yeah, you squat like a fucking baby. It's so good. I love it. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's whenever they get down onto the floor to them do those movements, they go, Jesus, that's aching or Jesus, that's so tough. And I was like, yes, but it's because that you don't continuously do it or you don't spend time doing it that it's always going to be tough. Yeah. Do you mean, regardless, well, that's probably not a, a good choice of words because for me, it's still tough, but my range is just further. Yeah, you're I'm just, always yeah. going to my end range. Yeah. It might be different to anybody else's end range, but it's all still difficult. Yep. But I, I still work on it. And to your point that you made earlier on, if you don't use it, you'll lose it. If you're not trying to improve it in any way, it's it's never going to get easier. It's yeah. You're never going to improve your movement pattern. You're never going to improve your range of motion. The chance of you getting injured is probably higher. Yeah. Particularly if you are burning the candle at both ends and being stupid with the load that you're putting onto your yeah. exercise. Like, I, it, it just blows my mind because people, like what you're saying there, people are doing mad things with heavy weight, right? And, it, and as impressive as it is, then they're getting onto the floor and moving their joint the way it was designed to move, and it's fucking agony. Yeah. Like, think of how crazy that is. Like, you're sore doing stuff without load. It shouldn't be too taxing, and that your body is designed to do, and you can't do it. That's, that's for me where like health and fitness and the gym and stuff has, has gotten lost Yeah, because it, it isn't promoting that enough for people where the more freedom of movement you have, the more you can express what your body can do, the healthier you feel, the better you feel. You're not sore. You're not getting up out of bed. And it, it, I've had this argument a couple of times, but I'll not say the clan's name, but see anyone who tells me that they're too old, fuck off. Yeah. Like I, I've, I've got a client in his 60s who's moving about the floor like a baby like you've you've trained him yeah again i'll not say his name but like guy had never trained he was in chronic pain like all of that stuff and like you've seen his mobility now yeah and he's like coming in going fuck i've never felt so great the guy's 62 and there's people in their 40s going ah what do you see when you get to my age and i'm like nah nah i'd completely disagree with that yeah well, by that standard, then does does it get better again? Because yeah, is it you know, like a you're peak? forty. <laughs> it's like you you go from your thirties, you feel grand, you know, like you're a young buck and stuff. When you hit forties, you'll know all about it. But I can't wait till I hit sixty two, like your man, because yeah. then I'll feel great again. Yeah, you no, know, like, just spend time on it. Like, man, that's I like completely. I'll and I'll argue with anyone to the hilt over that because, and I feel so passionately about it because mm-hmm. I've seen it firsthand and I've done it. Like, it age is not the thing. Yeah. You know, you've got fucking 80 year old Olympic lifters. Like they're moving like fucking ass the grass. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it only takes a, a wee while to float about like YouTube or Facebook or something to find some 82 year old guy in Asia somewhere who's doing muscle ups and splits. And yeah, do you know what I mean? It's like there's there's those kind of people out there. It's not an age thing. It's it's just being their way of life. Yeah. Moving. That's that's where Eastern countries them. do it well. Like you see, like, you know, we've had a, pl- a couple of Eastern clients as well, um, you know, from like Asia and India and stuff. And anytime you ask him guys to squat, you're like, holy shit, mm. look at that. Because they spend their entire life in the squat. Mm. And that's, 
that's the thing I'm talking about. Like you use it or you lose it. Here, we sit down, we stand up, we sit down, we stand up. Like we never. And if you're if you're thinking, fuck no, I can't squat. When's the last time you actually squatted? When's the last time you just sat in a squat? Yeah. Not with a barbell on your back. And I don't mean like training. I mean just in the house. When's the last time you went? I'll just sit down in the squat here. Yeah. For most people are like, I'm not going to do that. It's fucking weird. So but before I forget, I kind of want to give you give a wee bit of a like a a challenge. I don't want to call it a challenge. Like about looking over your shoulder yeah. and looking up and down and stuff. So if you're listening to this now and you're sitting down on a chair or sitting on a sofa, sit in a squat for the next minute. I'm going to put a minute timer on my phone and I'll yeah. give you a wee shout whenever the minute timer has gone up. Um, so basically, if you're sitting there on the chair or at your desk or whatever and you're able to, I want you to stand up right now and I want you to sit yourself down into a squat and the timer has started now. And this is something that I give homework to the guys. Yeah. So the timer's running, guys. By the way, you should be in your squat now. Fucking squat. Um, <laughs> I say to people, so what do you do whenever you're watching your food go around in a circle in the microwave? Or what do you do when you're waiting on the kettle to boil? You look at the wee level of water starting to slowly bubble and bubble and bubble. Yeah. And then you pour your coffee and then what? You go and sit on the sofa and drink your coffee. It's like, get down onto the floor, do some cat and camel, get down on the floor, do a wee bit of T-spine rotations, sit in a squat. And I mean, if you've got something in the microwave for a minute, like these guys now, you've got 25 seconds to go, by the way. Um, sit in the squat for as long as it takes your food to, yeah. to heat up or for how long it takes the kettle to boil. And it's better than just standing looking at it. Yeah. And like, see see if you're struggling now, 10 seconds to go. Mm-hmm. But see if you're struggling now in the squat after a minute, you need to work on that. Mm. Like you should be able to sit in a squat for a couple of minutes comfortably and like we're not saying like your squat in the gym that's you you can get that's out of your squat you can stand up now unless you don't want to so proud of you <laughs> but neutral spain no it's all just <laughs> random pt things can we get that on the soundboard <laughs> so that and that's another thing like you're <laughs> darn fucking loving that like you don't have to be you can have a wee bit of a rounded spine like you don't it, your squat you can play about on it mm-hmm. and i always say that in a warm-up play about in your squat mm-hmm. move your knees rock about rock your about, ankles fuck about on it toe to heel side to side whatever you need yeah. to do and that that is options mm-hmm. that's you see because you you get used to moving around that see if you do that maybe by accident mm-hmm. whenever you've got load on your back you don't get hurt then because mm-hmm. your body's like oh no i've spent time there i've been I'm here o- i'm okay like here. that guy we talked about who does the box jumps and lands up on his ankles yeah 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 um i can't remember his name ivan uh beard the best you can be that's his ah, instagram yes, yes. he's um, a good guy beard like he is mental like in the whole the sissy squat challenge thing i was doing yeah. with him and i like i eventually got a really good sissy squat mm-hmm. but that again to me i was like fuck that like i should just be capable of doing that mm-hmm. and they are they are the extremes but basic human movement as in can you stand up tall and put your your bicep to your ear and make a straight line if that's sore you've got a problem yeah can you sit in a squat for more than two minutes if not you've got a problem can you flex and extend your spine can you rotate it no you've got a problem and it's you know don't fucking polish a turd you know, plaster over a bullet wound shit where it's like oh but i just go in the gym and lift around it's all right no yeah that's bad. I'll wrap myself up in all this elastic kind of material so that when I squat, it doesn't hurt so bad. Yeah, knee sleeves, arm sleeves. Wrists wrapped wrist up. Wrap. Like, no, you shouldn't need all that. Like, you fucking do, do a bit of mobility. 
going into the gym looking like Optimus Prime or something. <laughs> Absolute transformer. The fucking Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> like now you said, in the squad. You said it. like Borat. <laughs> It's very good. <laughs> no injury. Very nice. It's very nice. I don't get hurt. Very nice. Very good. Like, you said it the other day, though, because I think the guys had... There's a couple of guys who had, like, in, in our big, strong boy girl club. Um, you know, a lot of them end up broken. Times like darn, he's laughing because he knows. But you were saying, like, I think they had five sets of curls and stuff to do. And you were like... How about we just do two, because your arms aren't going to get no smaller, and then we'll do a wee bit of mobility. We'll sit down in a wee squat for two yeah. sets as well. And they were, it was like their mind was blown. Yeah. It was like, what do you mean, no curls? Yeah. See, instead of looking at your phone now when we're on our rest period, how about you just sit in a squat or we do some rotations while we're, we're waiting yeah. for our curls to, to happen? And like, I can, like, you know me, like I can go down a fucking rabbit hole here and mm-hmm. get really technical and jargony and i'll not do that because it'll bore the tits of you and i really don't want that because i know you enjoy listening to our lovely voices <laughs> but like and in in terms of just correcting movement and we'll, we'll get on to rehab stuff in a minute but just move for now just move explore ranges like send me a message and i can give you some stuff to do if you really want to but for now move your neck left and right look up and down rotate your joints joints love rotations the more blood you can get into a joint the better the healthier it's going to be um that as a as a base level just getting started that will probably fix a lot of the problems that you're having Mm -hmm. before you go into the gym your warm-up is not lying under a barbell and doing 20 reps with an empty barbell it's not a fucking warm-up even if you're just using your mobility as your warm-up and then when you get out of bed like if anyone has a dog or a cat or anything like you know like i like we love dogs and stuff in here and I've, i've got a dog myself every time he gets up from the sofa from his wee nap before he melts my fucking brain he'll do a big stretch like he'll do like a big you know when you see that and you know that's a big joke at the minute with dog owners mm-hmm. every time they do it you have to go oh big stretch but like <laughs> and if you don't you know it's like you're fucking blasphemy but or you don't love your dog or you don't love your dog or something but every single time he gets up mate every time big stretch big stretch and he just moves a wee bit and then he just goes off and danders about and he mm. doesn't overcomplicate it mm. like satanta just moves his spine a wee bit does a wee wiggle and he's like yeah i'm good to go now See if you do that in the morning, do that. Like, just get up, move your spine, move a couple of joints, take a wee second to check yourself, how am I feeling, and then go about your day. Cool. I was actually going to ask you to give a wee bit of advice or give a basic, because obviously like people have got specific things that they want to work on, and we can't yeah. address that now because there's no one sitting in front of us here. Yeah. But again, if you have a specific thing you want us to talk about, just messages. Yeah. Um, we can send you the videos, we can send you whatever it is that you need help with. I was going to ask you about prehabbing and yes. how to warm up and make sure that things are going well and stuff. Um, and you gave a good general outline there, I think, as well, just moving and yeah. circles, rotations, keep it basic, keep it moving. Um, and I think maybe it is it difficult to then go into a very generalized rehab routine that nah. people could do. Shouldn't. Just to finish off, maybe, I mean, like if people have specific things that they're injured with and need rehabbing, yeah. they can message. Um, but just along the same vein as the, the prehab work, is there something that you would maybe say to people who are currently injured and trying to yeah. then build themselves like, back up? So whenever whenever I assess somebody in terms of movement, whenever they come in here, whether they're injured or not, and I'm just getting a, a capture and a feel for how they're moving, I assess three big things. And then if it gets more specific, I can 
get more specific. The three big things are how does your shoulder move? How does your spine move? And how does your hip move? So your shoulder and your hip, it's mad. And I, I don't want to get into the evolution route because I've had people argue with me over this. I know how some people feel. But, you know, we once were quadrupedal animals, as in we were on all fours. Mm -hmm. So when you look at your joints and how they move, this is my argument anyway. Your wrist and your ankle move pretty much the same. Your elbow and your knee move pretty much the same. And your shoulder and your hip move pretty much the same. They're all built for the same type of task. And then at some stage we stood up and we started being us now on mm -hmm. two legs. Really quick evolution history. Again, don't shoot me if you don't believe in it. <laughs> but the so if I assess the three big things, because if your shoulder moves well, everything else should move well up top. If your spine moves well, everything should move well. And if your hip moves well, everything down below should move well. Then you've got the knee and the ankle and stuff and the wrist and the elbow. But again, I'll not get into that too much. So when I'm assessing, I look at how it moves in internal rotation. And I'll not confuse you too much, but if you're standing with your shoulder, if you take your arm and bend it at your side, so if you take your elbow and put it in line with your shoulder, you put your um, wrist in line with your elbow and make like a nice wee 90 degree bend. Like a wing. Like a wing. Now point your knuckles towards the floor as in rotate, that's your internal rotation. If you go back to the start and you go towards the ceiling, that's external rotation. I always look at the hip and shoulder and I look at rotation first because when they can rotate, everything else that they can do looks pretty well. The spine, it should flex and extend, so it should have a big hunch and it should have like a nice proud chest and it should twist side to side as mm -hmm. in rotate. So in terms of rehab, if somebody's rehabbing their shoulder, Generally, what I'll fix is internal rotation first because it's probably broken down. Rotator cuff and stuff, really, really common injury. So, and again, rotator, rotate, mm -hmm. see where that's going. But I'll, I'll fix internal rotation. And how I do that is by creating, like, if you want to call it like input, like strength, you know, it's kind of like weight, but I don't give them any weight. Mm -hmm. It's just contract, relax, contract, relax. So I'll do that in internal rotation first. When that gets good, it starts to heal. There's more blood going in there. All of, remember I said about scar tissue? Yep. All of that starts to, it doesn't get laid down randomly. It goes in nice lines. It starts to, it starts to move well. Then I go to external rotation. I'll get them to move well there. And then I'll go like flexion, extension. So over your head, behind your back. Um, I do the same at the hip. I do internal rotation first external and then flexion and extension and the problem if it's more specific you know there's certain things that you can and can't do but basically if if you're hurting if it's sore look at the joint in terms of closing and open an angle so if you take your arm and put it above your head what you're going to do there is when your bicep is at your ear all of the back tissue so like whenever over the back of your shoulder if it's sore when you do that you, you need to go and see somebody and it's a bit more of a specific problem. If you're lat and your tricep and you can feel a stretch down your side when you do that, that's okay. It's meant to happen. That's, mm -hmm. that's your stretch reflex. That's again, your nervous system protecting you from going too far and fucking dislocating your shoulder. Yeah. Stretching too much. Yeah. So that's, that's called closing angle pain. If there's closing angle pain, if you look at it, it's a pinch. People lean in, they go, oh, that's a great stretch. I'm like, that's a fucking pinch. Stop. It's yeah. like, stop. What are you doing? So it's the same at the hip. Loads of people get it whenever they bring their knee to their chest and their hip gets sore, as in like their hip flexor. That, again, I look at that and go, right, we need to look at rotation. 
and we need to correct rotation and see where that see where that is now on rehab because there'll probably be people here who have had operations who have had you know work done so you've got what's called bone on bone um like structural damage so say you've had a hip replacement you cannot fix that you cannot get more range it is not your hip anymore yeah because it's mechanically it's a mechanical fault so your nervous system isn't registering the big bit of metal that is now your hip yeah it's not there anymore in terms of your nervous system it can just go it's the same like we've had a couple of clients with like ankle reconstruction you get pins bolts screws and if you look at the foot structure and the ankle structure it's so intricate Mm -hmm. and they can feel the screws hitting each other and i'm like at that point if you go any further the screw is stronger than your bone the bone it's screwed into is gonna go yeah and it just makes it you just undo the whole operation now we've had people who get a little bit more reins and who can squat and stuff again but it gets to a point where i'm like see that dead stop where it just feels like it's hitting a big brick wall that's you yeah that's your screw hitting the screw and you're done you can't get no more so if you've had that done that's where now if it's tissue as in like an acl reconstruction where they take a bit of your hamstring they screw a couple of holes and then they tie some stuff back together but it's no there's no foreign bodies in there your your body can build back up the hamstring tissue it's missing it can acquire more range it can develop and it can fix itself that way that's okay same with the shoulder if you've had some work done there but there's no like metal in you there's no plastic there's nothing holding you together mm-hmm. that isn't you then i would be like right we can fix that i've had people fix that like johnny an old client of ours mm. remember he had like the maddest thing eight dislocations on one shoulder and three on the other Aye. unbelievable he was told he'd never train again and he sent me a video when he moved to canada of him doing muscle ups yeah after the rehab work we done so and that's just one bit of social proof yeah so people don't think i'm just talking shit yeah. <laughs> but that was where I looked at it and went, right, okay, mate, you, you haven't had any, you don't have any hole in your shoulders together for you, so we can do some work there. Had he come in and went, I've got like a million bolts and screws holding my shoulders together, I'd have been like, ah, mate, like there's only so much we can do here. Yeah. So that's that. That's just a bit of a You may not be able to do a muscle up, but you can certainly do other things within that range. Yeah, that's just something to keep me out of court in case somebody, <laughs> <laughs> somebody goes and does a load of mobility work and then they're like, my ankle fell apart and I'm blaming you. Okay. Don't do it that. But if you've had operations done, there's a bit more specific. But general rehab, um, if you create some tension and some relaxation in the tissues, as in like if your shoulder's sore or if you've hurt your shoulder, if you, it gets quite specific in terms of the positioning. But if you can create some contract and relax stuff there, you'll be on your way because again, it's promoting blood flow. Not to be confused with pain and relax. Not to be confused with pain and relax. Yeah. So you'll know that if you squeeze your bicep and relax your bicep, squeeze your bicep, relax, same kind of feeling. Yeah. You'll feel the muscle getting tense and then it relaxes. Yeah. Um, if you do that, you're on your way to the pretty good rehab. I can recommend, you know, good people to go and see. I'm um, like a good friend of ours, David Orchin. Yeah. Um, we'll probably will, have him on here at some will, point. We will have on at some point. Um, and he'll be chatting more because that is his thing. Yeah. Um. You know, like Kaylee, Fit Physio out in uh, Hillsborough. Those are two people that we we recommend people go and see if it's really specific. Um. If you're really hurt, or if it's a bad injury, go and speak to those people. It it is worth the money, and those guys will fucking blow your mind. Yeah. If you don't know where to find them, hit us up with a message, and we'll point you in the right direction as well. Yeah. We'll 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 point you in the right direction. Um. And one more thing about rehab, 
is your breathing is mad. Like it, it is so, so important. Most people don't know how to breathe, which sounds crazy. Yeah. So it, I'm, I'm guessing that you're going on to the whole thing with your central nervous system and stuff yeah. as well about <laughs> belly breaths and yeah. chest breaths, about trying to relax. Like we're talking about, you know, discomfort. Basically yeah. putting your, yourself into positions where you're trying to rehab and you're, there's going to be discomfort there. Again, not to be confused with pain. Yep. So there's a difference between pain and discomfort. Discomfort's okay. Yeah. You know, it's okay to be a bit uncomfortable. Yeah. When it's painful, that's a different story. Yeah. And like we had, like you had mentioned about the central nervous system is basically your best friend trying to be, oh, don't hurt yourself. Don't hurt yourself. You okay? You okay? Yep. yep. Um, relaxing your breathing into into the the tummy breath yep is a way of trying to calm that a wee bit yeah because most people live in a wee gray area where they don't know how to fully contract and they don't know how to fully relax so when you can get your breathing under control and i'm like nasal breathing Mm. so not like taking a like in through your mouth but like actually using the nose Mm -hmm. nasal breathing like there there's research and studies that have been done um that it your your nose and nasal breathing is directly linked to controlling the diaphragm and your diaphragm is just the big thing that helps you breathe so there when you're stretching is if you want to acquire more range and you want your nervous system to chill the fuck out and stop putting the brakes on you take a big deep couple of big deep breaths in and then whenever you relax on the exhale is in like when you and let all that air out you can sit into that stretch a wee bit more and it suddenly gets a bit more comfortable. Yeah. Now, again, precursor, your nervous system is a fucking smart thing. You'll probably in one session get about, if you do it right, and you know, the FRC stuff that we cover, you'll get about 30 degrees if you're going on numbers. After that, your nervous system's like, ah, I know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You fucking chill out. Yeah. What are you at here? And it'll just stop you because if that was the case in one mobility session you'd have the flexibility of a fucking 14-year-old Olympic gymnast. Ah, you'd be hitting a full set of splits in no time. Yeah, you'd, you'd get the splits in one one hour, you yeah. know, and that's not, it's just not the case. It's, you have to program it like strength yeah. training. And and even, probably even to that effect as well, the next day when you go to do it, you probably won't get to where you finished yep. in the session yeah. the previous day. You'll probably end up worse. <laughs> and well, you'll be sore for yeah. sure, but... In terms of your range, you may even be exactly where you were the day before. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You might have a, a couple of extra degrees in there, but it's not like I do one set of this and now my hips are magic. Yeah. We'll put it this way. I'll just put it in the context. We've probably been doing this practice of mobility for about five years now. Yeah. And it's only now that I'm like, I can move pretty fucking well. So that's just a game perspective of how long you have to commit to this. Yeah. And it's not like we do it every day. Like I, I don't do it every day. I just move generally and maintain most days, mm-hmm. but there's days where I, I treat it like my strength and I go in with the intent of, I am going to improve this range of motion in this joint. Yeah. And I, I know it because from training, that's how you discover like, fuck, maybe I need to work on my shoulders a wee bit more here. And it, I mean like not the tissue and look jacked. I mean the joint and how it moves. So that's, it's like strength training, you know, two, three days a week with, with good intent there in a, in a couple of weeks, couple of months, you'll see really good results. Yeah. And, and even if you don't know how to do that or how to program that, either reach out or again, just 
go for the general rotation work that we were talking about. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Moving. Like most of this shit is on YouTube now. Yeah. It's such a big thing. Like if you look up functional range conditioning on YouTube, you will get thousands of videos. Yeah. You'll probably find David Orchin on there with a, a good load as well. Yeah. So if you find him, watch his shit. Yeah, if you if you if you come across him, like again, I can I can recommend a ton of people. Um he like he's a local guy doing great things. So like if you go if you even if you, you're kind of going, what are they talking about? If you YouTube it, there'll be some terminology that you might not understand. But if you look for the Pails and Reels video on functional range conditioning and you do some of those exercises, you'll be golden. Yeah. Like you will be grand. If that's if you want to go and practice some mobility stuff and focus on your shoulder, spine, and your hip. You'll be you'll be fucking golden, unreal, bud. I could I could go on about this for like two hours. I know, but I can't. I have to go I home and get I'm my starving. dinner. I'm starving. <laughs> uh, All this mobility talks make me hungry. I know, <laughs> I know. Um, before we sign off, then, like we mentioned, uh, if anyone has any specific problems that they want us to help out with or point them in the right direction. Hit us up on Instagram if you have any questions or topics that you want us to cover. I think that was really beneficial. And, you know, like some people have maybe said, I don't really know what to ask or I feel silly asking certain questions and stuff. You know what? There's so many people that you could be helping yeah. by just typing into that question box. So please do, if you have a question or a topic you want us to address, if you want pointed in the right direction for any further help with prehab or rehab work with injury, yeah. uh, hit us up on Instagram as well. My handle is at coach.stevo. And mine is at coach double underscore Andrew. Thank you very much for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, please, please share it to someone who would benefit from it. Just really want a soundboard. I know. Really want a soundboard and a sponsor. <laughs> Just one sponsor. <laughs> Is it too much to ask? <laughs> anyway, keep moving forward. Stay safe.